Yes, people. Woo! It's Monday, so we get to start the week with a new chin check. And we had some wars this weekend, right? Oh my god. Overing Volkov. That was some crazy shit. That was a great cut. We had some great fights. And then Sunday, Super Bowl 55. Bucks Chiefs. Wow, people, we have it all. So sit back and let's get into everything. Alright? Let's fucking go. Okay, so Friday, bare knuckle fighting had um, knuckle mania, right? Big pay-per-view, which was headlined by Paige Van Sant's debut against uh, Brittany Hart. And um, it was a weird fight, people. It was a weird fight. Like, I don't think the... um, you know, the round ring, I don't think it's great for boxing, you know, it, it, it was just, it was odd, there's a, a lot of holding, Paige was instigating a lot of, um, I don't even know, there's, it, it was, it wasn't like a, they kept on referring it like a tie, you know, a tie clinch, it definitely was not a tie clinch, Right, it was just straight up holding, and it doesn't. And they call it an active hold, so it doesn't get. It was weird. It's real weird, and I yeah. Hart was throwing the more shots. Now they were both throwing a lot that was just miss straight missing, right? Which was yeah, it was crazy. Then but it's. You know, putting out all this energy and nothing's landing, which is kind of blowing your mind. Um, and especially after all the talk <laughs> at the weigh-ins, you know, because like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Now, the the, the again, the commentary team kept on like, oh, this is such a close fight. This is, and it it wasn't. Hart was clearly winning, clearly winning the fight. Until the fifth round. Now, the fifth round, Paige, all of a sudden, starts to come forward. And now she's throwing. And she's throwing a lot. Right? And you're just like, why the fuck wasn't Paige doing this in the first four rounds? It was crazy. Because when she came forward, she was actually doing good work. Like... Paige was doing good work coming forward, so I've kind you kind of get the sense if she had done that from the giddy up, she might have won that fight. You know, she might have won that fight because, yeah, she was definitely doing the better work in the fifth round, landing the better shots, possibly the the harder shots. You know, that's what it seemed, but I don't know. The feed I watched, I couldn't hear the corners, so I don't know what sort of advice Paige was getting. But um, she threw her hands up at the end, which was just a bit like, no. Because she just didn't do enough in those first four rounds, right? She threw some shots, 
but definitely not enough, right, definitely not enough to consider, you know, winning any of those first four, but she won the fifth, that's for sure, it's like all the talk afterwards is weird as fuck, it's really weird, like, heart, Hart, like, she says some weird shit, like, Hart, in her post-fight <laughs> talk was, I'm not a person, I'm not, I'm a fucking feeling, and all you guys are gonna to feel it, and I'm like, oh, it makes no sense, you really get the sense that they really wanted to um do some, like, WWE shit, because another fighter came in to kind of, I don't know, hype the next fight, but it was just weak as fuck, real weak and weird, uh, it's, it's odd, now Paige, she put out a, a statement afterwards, and um, yeah, you know, she she's looking to continue fighting, which yeah, I, I mean, you didn't really think she was going to quit, but it's kind of, I don't know, what, what she said, like, she put out two, right, so one, she said, it was a picture of her and, um, Austin, um, Vander, 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 her husband, you know, and she's like, right, I love this man more than anything on earth, thank you so much for constantly supporting me and reminding me who the fuck I am, I'm Paige motherfucking Van Sant, I don't quit when shit gets tough, I'm in this for the long haul and I don't give a fuck what anyone has to say about it, which, oh, I don't know, when Paige swears in a, in a post, it really comes off as just trying a little too hard, you know what I mean, like, err, look at me, which is just like, yo, just, just be you, just be you, kid, you know what I mean, I, I mean, look, she, well, she can't just quit off the one fight anyway, because that just wouldn't look good at all, but the whole, I don't quit when things get tough, you know, it's a bit like, yeah, well, you did kind of quit MMA, you know what I mean, but as I said, look, after that fifth round, she did look good, so, yeah, I, I, I think moving forward, she will probably do better, now, in another post, she wrote, the greatest test of courage on earth is to bear our defeat without losing heart, last night, I told my husband I didn't want to fight anymore, but as soon as the words left my lips, I knew that that wasn't true. I'm a fighter. This is what I live for. Losers quit when they fail. Winners fail until they succeed. That fight last night was a good learning experience for me. The timing and distance took a little bit to figure out. But I felt my last round was my best round. And I'm going to build off of that. I'm thankful to the for the, I'm thankful to the fight for the best team in the world and we are going to go back and fix our mistakes. Thank you to Britain for competing last night and congrats on victory. I'm also confident we will cross paths again. So yeah, that was that.
No, you know, it wasn't the electricity that you maybe were hoping for, but, man, we got UFC to look forward to. All right, so, um, yeah, there is that. Okay, people, so UFC on ESPN Plus 42. Whew. I We lost another fight, all right? So the Cody Damon Askar Askar fight, that got called off. Um, a medical situation hit Askar, so he wasn't able to... Uh, to get on it, so we ended up with 12 fights, but it's still 12 fights, people, you know what I mean, we had six prelims, and then six uh, main card fights, and uh, yeah, we had some intriguing shit go down, you know what I mean, and I will say, some fighters came out huge, oh my god, you know what I mean? So, yeah, some people had, I'd say, statement wins. Definitely, yeah, huge, huge wins. A few fights definitely did not go as uh, I suspected. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I kind of feel that always, that always happens. But um, it all started with... Ode Osborne against Jerome Riviera. So Osborne was no Riviera was the late replacement. Okay, so um, yeah, Osborne was initially, oh, he was meant to be fighting Denny's Bondor, but Bondor had to withdraw with an injury. So uh, Riviera came in to uh, get back. The loss he suffered on Fight Island against, um, you know, Figueredo's brother, right? So, um, this was a featherweight fight, and, uh, yo, so it all started, and Riviera, he comes out, he throws a, uh, you know, a, a, a leg kick, right, and um, then he goes for the head, Osborne though, he he rolls with the head kick, right? Rolls with it, and then just fires down the pike a left hand whew, with everything on it, people. God. Damn, Riviera just drops. It is done. I mean, <laughs> it's like what, 26 seconds, if if that. It was crazy. You know what I mean? Just a little maneuvering. And yeah, that was it. Literally. You know what I mean? That, 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 Riviera threw the head kick. Threw the head kick. And as I said, look, Osborne rolled with it, and the kick kind of caught on his shoulder. So Riviera was, you know, he was just trapped for a second, and that's all Osborne needed oh, to get the huge finish and um, make a statement, right? Make a huge friggin' statement, getting back. 
Yuri, the, the, the loss he suffered in his first fight in the UFC. So, what a way to start the frigging card, people. And then we go uh, another featherweight clash. We've got Timur Valiev against Martin Day. So, with this fight, now, Valiev is, he is a moving and he's attacking the legs. Like, Day, he's, you know, very composed. You know what I mean? Not, not, um, phased, but he can't find his range, and it's allowing Valiev to really attack the legs, hits a body kick, like, um, they, he's getting off a few counters, you know, getting off a few counters when Valiev kicks, but that's kind of it, now Valiev, he's able to shoot, he can't get a takedown, but he gets the clinch, Gets to clinch day up against the fence, which allows him just to, yo, get that body lock, and then he gets a takedown. Now, day, he's able to get up straight away, but Valiev takes him down again. You know, day's back up, but, um, yeah, Valiev is not letting go. Not letting go. Now, Day, he tries to drop down and spin to get away. But Valiev is just way too strong and savvy. And he uh, stops it and ends up on top. Ends up on top. Just coming with that pressure. Man, Valiev is looking so damn good. Now, so going to the second round, and you know, Valiev, he, he's really loose, really loose in there, just throwing those clicks, and um, he's really starting to mix things up, throwing in some jabs, hooks, really just you know, letting it go. Uh, so he's then goes in and gets another takedown. Like, Day, he's, uh, you know, kind of savvy, right? He, he's trying to uh, stop, stop a lot of shots. He's moving around and everything like that. But Tivev, Valev, you know what I mean? He's not, like, stopping. <laughs> he keeps on going. He's trying to improve that situation. He gets into mount. Gets into mount, right? And yeah, just keeps on whew, going, keeps on going. And you know, I mean, he, he's really trying to put it on day. So day, he he's able to get a reversal, able to get a reversal. Um, as Valiev tries to throw on a triangle, uh, so then days able to, uh, he's on top for a minute, but then they get back up, just as the round ends, alright, so, um, we're now in the third round, and they, he's pushing forward, pushing forward, he, he's definitely having a better round, but 
man, Valiev, he, he just continue. He's not relenting. His stamina is really good. He fires off a head kick, and then he gets a takedown. Right, so even you know when Day tries to get up, Valiev just sticks to him, sticks with him. There's just no space, no space whatsoever, and you just so you start to see Day's just ah uh, the frustration, and it's like he's broken, he's broken. But the round is done. Whoa, I have to say, Timur Valiev, right, that's a very good win, very good win, and listen, the, the Trevon Giles fight was reversed to a no contest because of, you know, Giles coming with weed, I mean, but it doesn't really take away the fact that Valiev lost that, but this fight this fight right here, it lets everyone know that, Kirin, yeah, he got caught. But do not sleep on Team or Valiev. Because if you do, oh, shit. You, you will be in a world of hurt. Because Valiev is no joke, people. Definitely no joke. So. Our next fight is another featherweight. Man, we got a just yeah, we had a slew of featherweight clashes. And we've got um Yusuf Vala Zalal against Sung Woo Choi. So Choi comes out really aggressive, really trying to um land the one-two on Zalal, but Zalal is man, he, you think Choi's fast, but Zalal is just slipping the shots, it is very impressive, and then Zalau starts to pump his own jab, and he's landing, now Choi doing a sensible thing, he's throwing leg kicks, which yeah, makes sense to kind of slow that movement from Zalau, so Zalau shoots, he's trying to get that takedown, but yo, Choi is defending very well, very well, and you kind of think that Zalau is doing well on the feet, so it's a bit odd that he's trying to get the takedown, now, as they break from the clinch, Choi lands a glancing elbow, and um, then he hits a one-two, he gets in off of that, and gets his own takedown, just as the round is ending, and you kind of think Choi probably won that first round because although Zalau was, you know, defending really well, you know, avoiding a lot of the shots, he wasn't really throwing much back, you know. So second round and um, Choi, he is he's coming out. He is landing a lot more now, you know. He gets a, a left and a right. Right, so he gets the clinch on Zalau, and um, Choi is really, man, he's putting in work, right, this round, I don't know if um, it's Zalau is slowed because of the leg kicks, but yeah, Choi is landing, right, so he, um, they break away from the clinch, and Choi hits a, uh, you know, a body kick, and then he goes to the legs, right, 
he's um yeah he gets a takedown on the fence but it, it kind of like just to break up the the rhythm of Zalau because he lets him straight back up you know he wasn't looking to go to the ground with Zalau right so um Zalau you know he, he he's not as effective not as effective he throws a front kick but you know can't hit it and he falls over so um yeah it, it, it it's not it's not going well and you think Zalau is now down two rounds so third round and Choi he's pushing forward pushing forward just man really looking to land and um bring the pressure to Zalau right hits a nice right and the right is just working really well for Choi man it's like um you know it's Zalau he finally, finally gets a takedown, you know, and that ah, he gets a takedown and he goes for a guillotine, goes for a guillotine, which, as I say, it did look tight, did look tight, but Choi was able to escape. Now, so you can see, because I think Zalau knows he need. well, his corner told him he needs a finish. Right, and he, you know, he goes for a triangle, but Choi's able to escape that, and um, you know, he gets out of the guard, gets up to his feet. Now, Zalaus hits another couple of takedowns, but he can't hold him, can't hold him. Um, and you kind of think that takedowns is probably the wrong way to go. Because Zalau needs a finish And it, you know it, it, It's not looking Good Fight finishes Choi gets the win You know which Yeah I I, I don't know it, like, it was an interesting fight Like Choi looked really good I think Zalau looked good But just not enough Early on not a, And he put himself in a deficit so there was just way too much for him to try and get back. And when he needed a finish, it, it, it's more shooting than standing and just laying it all out there. But we are now in the uh, ladies flyweight division. We have Molly McCann against Lara Procorpio. So McCann, man, she comes with a lot of pressure early. You know, she's throwing heavy shots at Propokio. You know, lands a hook, but Propokio, she's putting out some count good counters. You know, what I mean? lands a solid body kick and she's coming with the pressure. Propokio then hits a trip takedown. And man, she is oh, she's coming with some great top pressure. Really putting it on McCann. Ending the round looking for an arm bar. Can't get that. Then she's gets the back and she's looking for a rear naked choke. Oh, man, you, you kind of feel that the buzzer was 
definitely a good look for McCann there. There's a little bit more time. It possibly might have been over. But we go into round two. And um, again, McCann, she's coming forward. Coming forward, but she's getting caught. Getting caught. And Propocchio, you know, she gets a really nice body lock takedown. So McCann, man, she throws the legs up. Right, McCann is trying. She she's looking for an armbar, right? And she does. And the crazy thing is, she manages to extend the arm. She gets Papakio down. She extends the arm. But when you think, oh my gosh, McCann's gonna win, she loses the grip. She loses the grip, which is just like, oh. Fuck, man. You mean that? That was like, it looked like it was McCann's way to win this fight. You know, so, um, yeah, Propokio, she she gets on top, right? And it, it's crazy because McCann should have been, you know, she was in more of a position to then take advantage, but Propokio is the one on top. Um, Oh dear, oh dear, McCann, she manages to get up, but Propokio, you know, she gets another trip takedown at the end of the round, and he, man, you know, McCann's had her moment, but it's kind of all being Propokio, really, so third round, and Propokio, she gets a takedown, you know, she's going for a leg lock, but you know, she doesn't really have control of the knee. Doesn't have control of the knee. So McCann's able to escape. Um, now, she's... Again, she has chances to get up, but not enough energy. Not enough energy. And, you know, this is just Propokio. She's on top, hunting, but can't get the finish. Fight is over though, and Propokio, yeah, it, it, it is a clear win. Clear win for Propokio, and uh, definitely a good win. So uh, now we got another ladies' fight, but we move up a weight class into the bantamweight division. We got the return of Jocelyn Edwards, who only fought just a couple weeks back, and um, she's a late replacement for Carla Rosa. You know, um, Rosa was meant to be fighting Nico Montana, but Montana had to drop out. So, uh, yeah, in step Edwards, people. So Rosa comes out and gets an immediate takedown. Immediate takedown, and she's, you know, able to control things for probably, I don't know, around three minutes. Now, she's not really dropping a lot of damage on Edwards, but she's just controlling things, Edwards, you know, when you think, you know, it's just going to stay like that, Edwards, she throws the legs up, and escapes out the back, it was a, a really, you know what I mean, uh, just a uh, gymnastic-like escape, very impressive, and on the feet, Edwards is looking very good. She's landing some great shots. She really is. 
You know what I mean? Like, Rosa's no slouch, but, man, Edwards. You know what I mean? G ends the world, ends around really well on the feet. But, as I say, the next two rounds, next two rounds, uh, you know, is pretty much Rosa getting the takedown. Now, the second one does start... And Edwards connects with some solid shots. And Rosa, you can just see, she does not want any of that. So she takes her down. And yeah, Edwards isn't able to get up. You know, so the, the rest of the second and then the third, they go like that. And yeah, it's like, uh, you kind of think that Edwards does really need to work on um, be, just being able to get up off the bottom. Right, so I know she trained with um, Master Vic So, man, I imagine her top game is good But it's, yeah, just needs to work on, uh, you know Escaping from someone's, you know, top game, really So, um, a good win for Rosa You know, she she stays, um, you know She stays on a good path after being out with injury for a while But now we are at the main, well, the new main event of the prelims, which is Justin Janus against Devontae Smith. So, um, you know, it, it's a different fight, but definitely a good one. So both, man, both fighters are throwing a lot of feints here. There's a lot of movement, a lot of feints. Now, Smith, he's... um. Got a real sharp jab Janus, he's looking to get inside You know, because he's got the, um, you know, the shorter reach But he is landing a few shots He, you know, He's able to jump in and he gets the right off But you can see that when Smith lands It's giving Janus pause They're both mixing in good leg kicks you know, um, and Janus, he gets off a really whew, solid overhand right that stumbles Smith for a second. And Smith, though, he's back to the leg kicks, jabs, gets off a head kick. Janus, he's attacking with some kicks. But, you know what I mean? Then, um, yeah, Smith ends the round with some really good shots. So we come into the second round, and you see Janus, he's looking for a takedown. Stiff, look, Smith, stiff. Smith, though, he, uh, oh man, he hits a really nice lateral drop takedown, and um, gets in, gets to the, you know, gets it to the ground, gets into mount, and he's, um, yeah, dropping some ground and pound. <laughs> and just... Oh my gosh In a transition um, He gets the back And he's looking to uh, grab a rear naked But Janus is able to escape So, um, you know what I mean? They are uh, back up And Smith is Man, Smith is just coming with it I mean, coming with it Right, and uh, yeah, this is, it's back and forth, it's uh, looking very good, people. Janus's eye, though, 
man, so, like, not sure which shot was, but um, yeah, Janus's eye is virtually sharp, virtually sharp. So round ends, and uh, you know, they they the, the doctors in, and it, the fight is off. Fight is off, which is it, you know, it, it's only to be suspected because. God damn, Janus's eye is basically sharp. You can, you can see he wants to fight. When the doctor asks, "Can he see?" He's like, "Yeah, I'll fight." But fuck, there is no fighting with an eye like that. So yeah, fight. It's done. Prelims are over, and we are now heading into the main card. Okay, so the main card starts with a light heavyweight clash. We've got Mike Rodriguez against Daniel Marquez. And, um, yo, Marquez straight away is hunting a takedown. And, yo, Rodriguez, gotta say, he's showing some really good balance. But Marquez is relentless. And he's eventually able to get the fight to the ground. Though Rodriguez is up pretty quickly. So um, you know, DeMarco, he's um he goes and hunts for another takedown. And uh he, he's able to hold it for a bit longer. And when um Rodriguez you know, eventually is able to get back up. It's back down again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Rodriguez gets up for the last few seconds. But, yeah, Marquez pretty much controlled that first round. Which, I mean, I think a lot of the talk before the fight was Rodriguez had been working his ground game. And I'm sure he has, but you do wonder sometimes how many fighters start in that bad position, you know what I mean? But we're running to the second round, and um, Rodriguez, he's using that jab, you know, using that jab and throwing in some leg kicks, you know, but Marquez, you know, he knows where he wants this fight. So he he shoots, and um, Rodriguez is able to shrug it off. He lands an uppercut. Marquez, though, um, you know, it, it doesn't stop him. Doesn't stop him, and he's able to fire in and get a takedown after the uppercut. Right. So um, yeah. Once he's got it to the ground, he gets mount and. In, um, you know, he's landing some big elbows, landing some elbows and shots, right? So, Rodriguez, you know, he obviously does not want to stay in that position, right? And he's trying to um, get up, but it allows Marquez to, uh, to really just get the back, get the back, hit in the, uh, you know, the triangle, body triangle, and he's working on a rear naked. You can see Rodriguez, he's trying to fight the hands. And he does. 
But as soon as one arm releases, Marquez snakes in the other one so fast. So fast. And Rodriguez, he, he there's just nothing for him to do. The squeeze is on and it's done. Ma R Rodriguez is out. He's out. Marquez gets to win Now Rodriguez, he comes to pretty quickly And for a second you think Oh shit, is he gonna go And uh, you know he, Referee is able to uh, You know, let him know What the situation is And all is good A very impressive win From Danilo Marquez You know, he showed Really good groundwork Really good groundwork So, hey he could very well be a threat at light heavyweight, people. You know what I mean? It's definitely an interesting one to watch. But we now move on to the rematch, right? It's lightweight clash between Diego Ferreira and Benil Dariush. Oh, my God, people. This fight is insane. It is so frigging crazy. Like, Dayush, he's coming with so much pressure. So much pressure. And they're throwing shots. They are slinging shots at each other. It is crazy. You know, Ferreira, he goes for a head kick. Um, you know what I mean? Um, early on, Dayush, he gets to take down. And the transitions in the takedown are, oh man, they, they're impressive. Like, Ferreira, he tries for an arm plata, then he goes for an arm bar. Darius, though, he um, escapes, and then um, as they're, they're transitioning again, because the way they are, like, Darius' arm, it, you know what I mean? It gets extended for a bit. But the escapes, they're back on their feet. And they're throwing. They are throwing. It is crazy. Real frigging crazy. It's a war, people. You know what I mean? It's a straight-up war. Right? So, um, yeah. Darius, he hits a knee. And... Man, he it hits Ferreira in the head. Ferreira just stumbles. It looks like Ferreira could be on the verge of getting stopped. Darius, he comes in and yo, know, they you know, I mean they're just going at it. Right? There's um Ferreira's now on the ground. Darius follows him down and it's just hunting. Hunting for shit. It is crazy. Right, um, Darius, he gets the back and man, he, he's he's looking to uh yeah, looking to get something, but can't hold it. Ferrero's back up and yeah, they're winging shots again. You know, Ferrero lands a big right, which is insane. Since the fact that he was nearly out, you know, but it doesn't stop because Darius he then lands his own big right. It is just back and forth, man. Like um, for he hits a front kick right at the end of the round. 
Oh my gosh, it was so fast-paced, so fast-paced, and like the next two rounds, pretty, pretty much the same. I mean, the transitions are different, right? So I think the the main difference is the fact that Darius he can hit those takedowns. He's hitting the takedowns, and he's showing some really good work on the ground. Now, when they get back up. They are both firing, but I have to say, it, it kind, you kind of feel that Darius is getting the better of things, you know, and he is really, really bringing the pressure to Ferreira, right, and, like, in that second round, Ferreira looks like he's tiring a little bit, really looks like he's tiring a little bit, but... Hey, it's nothing to be surprised about because they are at such a pace, it's crazy. In the third round, you know, like Ferreira's corner tells him he needs to finish, he needs a finish, right? And you can see Ferreira, he's um, he's coming out with that expectation, you know, because he is really letting that hands fly. But Darius, he's still, you know, applying the pressure, still applying the pressure, um, and and still landing big shots, right? Still landing big shots. It it's back and forth. It is crazy. I you, you think it's surprising no one has gone down, right? And towards the end of the round. Darius, he lands a takedown, you know, lands a takedown, finishes the fight on top. Ah, such a fun fight, people. Now, what is weird, what is really weird about this, it's a split decision. Like, it's no way a split decision. Now, you might give Ferreira the third round, but that's it. It should be 29-28 Khalili to Dariush. So, you know, he does win the fight, which is definitely, definitely fair. If he had lost the fight, that would have been insane. But you are kind of scratching your head thinking, how the fuck is this fight a split decision? You know, it, it just makes no sense. So, um, next we drop back down to the flyweight division, this time the men, and we are finally getting to see Manel Cape as he makes his debut, he's going up against Alexander Pantasia, which, um, yeah, Pantasia, you know what I mean, look, he's got a great gown game, but he's definitely fallen in love with the hands of late, so this is going to be an interesting one, you know, because Cape... He's got those heavy hands, people. He has got those heavy hands. And, um, yo, this first round, it's an interesting one, right? Because Pantasia, he is coming straight at Cape. Coming straight at Cape, trying to land hands. Now, Cape, he is, man, he's showing some really good movement. Really good lateral movement. He's avoiding the shots from Pantoja. Right, uh, Pantoja, he shoots. Cape stuffs it. 
So Pantoja, he starts to utilize the kicks. And, um, you know, it makes sense. Stop the movement, take away the legs, right? So Pantoja, he, he is landing more shots. And he, especially in the, the transitions, because they get in close and then they're apart. And in those close moments, a lot of shots are getting fired. Right, so now it looks like Pantoja is the only one landing, but when you watch some of the moments in slow, like Cape is firing, right? He is landing, but he, they're so fast. The shots are so fast. You know, it, it, it's not really like looking like he's doing a lot. And the other really noticeable thing. Cape is, he's looking for the big shot, right, you can see he's looking for the big shot, and, you know, that is making him, uh, just, you know, not as active as Pantoja, which, really, it, it, it's, it's not good for the judges, it's not good for the judges, and they have probably given Pantoja that first round. So we come to the second. Kate, it looks like he's throwing a few more now. He's throwing a few more. He's pushing forward. And when he's pushing forward, he's, man, he's landing well, right? He's landing well. But the only thing is, he then goes back to inactivity and allows Pantoja to take the lead. And, um, yeah, Pantoja is... Now, when they, you know, they talk about the uh, the stats during the fight, it is close, right? There's not much in the shots, but when you are watching it, it does look like Pantoja is doing a lot more. Right, so, um, you know, Pantoja, he's, uh, he's definitely impressive, and he gets off some good overhand rights, you know what I mean? Now, Cape, he hits a couple of takedowns at the end of the round, but can't hold them. So, we go to uh, the third round, and Pantoja, he's moving forward. Um, he's, he's getting Cape on the fence, he's throwing out those kicks, and landing some lefts, now, it's like, Pantoja goes for the body, and Cape, he's still, he, you know what I mean, he's not, he's not upping his game enough, you know what I mean, not upping the game enough, which is definitely giving Pantoja the lead here, right, so, um, yeah, you, you're kind of looking at this fight, and look, Cape has landed some good shots, but Tantoja has been just more active, right? I think it's a close fight, but Pantoja takes it two rounds to one. So, I think when, when they are calling out you definitely know it's for Pantoja. There's two give it 20, 29, 28, and one gives it 30, 27. And Cape definitely didn't win that first round, so it's Pantoja. Now, Cape, he, feel, he, he definitely feels disgruntled, but he, he just wasn't active enough. 
right? When he was landing, he was landing well. And you could see he's got the power, but you could also see he didn't want to get taken down. Didn't want to get taken down, which was, it was crazy because when he took the kick fight down, he did okay. So he gave away that first round. And then he was inactive a lot of the second round. So, you know, I, yeah, it, it's, he hasn't really got anything to be, you know, disgruntled about unless it's with himself. I'm, I'm sure that, you know, he, his team and him, after looking at this fight, yeah, he won't make these same mistakes again. But this was definitely a very good win for Pantoja. So, we now go to the lightweight clash of the veterans. It's Michael Johnson against Clay Guida. And this, this is definitely a fight everyone's been looking forward to. And it's kind of surprising... That they haven't fought before this point. So, fight starts and they are throwing leather, people. Man, they are really going at it. There are just crazy shots flying, flying. And Johnson, he's, you know, doing really well with the jab. He hits a solid one-two, and you can see that Guida didn't like that. But Guida, he comes with the overhand, and, oh, man, that's a solid shot, right? And and it looks like, I think, one of those overhands he throws hurts Johnson's eye. Hurts Johnson's eye, Guida gets off some more huge shots, right? Huge shots, and... Yeah, Guida then gets a huge takedown, huge takedown, and he's, uh, yeah, looking really good, right, it looks like he he goes for a guillotine, but Johnson is able to avoid and get back up to the feet, but Guida gets another couple of takedowns, Um, Johnson hits a couple of knees, right, Uh, and Guida, though, hits another big right, right, Johnson is still coming forward, but Guida, because of the takedowns, you could see it's affected Johnson's game now, you know, where he was upright, just pistoning out those, you know, one-twos, now, every time, like, Guida faints, Johnson, he shifts his level, Shifts his level, which takes away his effectiveness, right? And um, Guida is also then, you know, he's throwing that knee out, right? To try and catch Johnson as he shifts the levels. So, second round, the pace isn't stopping. Isn't stopping. And Guida, you know, he, he knows he had a good, you know, a good little thing with those takedowns and he goes for it again early. Now Johnson he's able to um you know hold off Guida and he hits some heavy hammer fists you know as um Guida is still trying to fight for that takedown. 
right? And as they get back up to the feet, Johnson lands a nice knee on the break. Guido, though, just unrelenting. And that's one of the big things about Guido's game. It's just relentless, you know? And he's really just putting that pressure on Johnson. You know what I mean? Putting that pressure and shooting for takedowns. Now, he's not getting them, but it's, you know, it's wearing on Johnson. Right? Definitely wearing on him. So, when we come into the third, man, you know what I mean? You, I think you can see Johnson is slowing a bit. Right? They're swinging and Johnson hits a huge shot on Guida, which hurts him. But Guida shoots, and he's able to get Johnson to the fence. Go able to get him to the fence, and in a scramble, he gets Johnson's back. Gets Johnson's back, and he's hunting for that rear naked choke. And he's got it. He has got it. It seems tight. Johnson's able to fight off the hands. But... Guida is just in control of the back. In con- Johnson can't escape. Um, he can't escape. Which, you know, it's just giving Guida the round. And with the round, Guida takes the fight, people. You know? And Guida is... So every time you think Guida might be done... His next fight, he comes back and he looks so goddamn good. So good. And it was the takedowns that really, man, it just affected Johnson. Which was a little surprising. You know, I I, I thought Johnson had a wrestling background. And with the camp, Johnson, that, you know, you're figuring he was getting some good looks with that. But, man, Guida just, yeah. Just really good. So, we now get into the co-main event. Corey Sanhagen against Frankie Edgar. And you you reckon that the winner of this fight will be challenging the winner of Jan Sterling that goes down in March. Right? I mean, that's pretty clear from the build-up to this one. And, yo... Edgar is coming out hot, coming out crazy hot, he's throwing kicks, and he's really looking to put hands on um, Sanhagen, right, the pressure is just on, now, Sanhagen, he's moving, definitely moving laterally around the octagon, he's he's avoiding um, Edgar's hands, you know what I mean, but, uh, yeah, he's moving a lot, moving a lot to throw Edgar off, and as Edgar comes forward, Sanhagen, he's, he kind of looks one way, and then he jumps in as Edgar goes to change levels to shoot, and hits Edgar straight, clean on the chin, with the knee, oh my god, Edgar just, he's limp, Edgar goes limp in the air, and crashes down, it is 
done. It is done. 20, oh, 26 seconds. This was, I don't think anyone expected this shit. Like, the knee came from nowhere. Came from nowhere and, oh man. It it is just such a brutal knockout, people. Edgar is just, oof. I mean, like it is sweet to see, but just the way Edgar goes down, oh, it makes you feel mad uncomfortable. But yo, with that win, Corey Sanhagen, I feel he clearly. Clearly signs his name up for that next title shot. I mean, that goes without saying. And yeah, definitely a big way to lead us in to the main event, which, man, the heavyweights. You know, I mean? Alistair Overeem, and he comes in at 255, but then Volkov, Alexander Volkov, 264. So these two, whew, big, real big, and both with that kickboxing background. So, you know, this is impressive. Now, Volkov is like, I think, five inches taller than Overing, but they've both got the same reach. Though, being taller, you kind of still feel that, you know, Volkov has, uh, you know, the bigger reach. So it's gonna be interesting because, like, the big thing over in is said he's got one more title run in him. So you feel this fight is a must for Overeem to win, you know. But Volkov, hey, you can see that he wants that shit too, you know. What I mean? So this is gonna be, oh man, this is gonna be interesting, and straight away. Volkov comes with the heavy leg kick, heavy leg kick, and Overeem, he's backing up, backing up to the cage, which allows Volkov to come forward and then just come with a four combo combination, now Overeem, he's holding that high guard to try and avoid the damage, eats the four and then moves away, eats four, moves away, but Volkov, yeah, he's not letting up, man. He is not letting up. And he is coming coming forward with the pressure. Now, Oberyn, man, it's like he's got a very low stance in this fight. Really low stance. And he's fainting a lot. But he's not throwing. You know, he's not throwing, he's looking for those openings. And Volkov, he's landing leg kicks. Real good leg kicks. Now, Overing, he, he starts to try and do some work and he gets off a nice left. You know, which um yeah, makes Volkov realize, okay, I can't just rush into this one. You know, so um Overing lands another left. You know? Uh, but Volkov, he's coming, he's, oh, body kick, man, really nice body kick, over it, hits a nice uppercut, right, body kick of his own, man, over it, he lunges forward with the left, Volkov, he steps to the side, hits a right, 
and over in he stumbled like it's hard to tell if it's a stumble or if he was hurt but he goes down Volkov follows him and gets off a good few big shots before Overing can get back to his feet. So, back to the feet there, um, you know, doing the thing. Volkov, he's not relenting with the pressure, people. Not relenting with the pressure. And he's hitting some big shots. Also, he's, uh, you know, he's showing the knee. Showing the knee, lands a nice one to the body. Overing, he comes with a left, but Volkov, he ends the round with that pressure, getting off some big shots. Starting off, you know, just flicking out the jab, one, two, and then he's come, you know, what I mean, the pressure is coming with the shots, and you can see they're getting heavier and heavier. Whew. Just as the round ends, Overeem lands a left. But you can see that Overeem is cut. Overeem is cut. His face is bloodied. And Volkov is looking menacing. So we're into the second round. And Overeem, he goes for a head kick. Volkov, you know, what I mean? he, he's just moving and snapping out. That jab. Volkov looks really loose. Really loose, which is definitely a worrying thought. Hey, Overeem, you know, he, he, he tries another head kick. It's not, it doesn't really land. He's backing off. Um, he's trying to implement the clinch, but Volkov just shrugs him off. Shrugs him off, man. And man, he is just firing. Right? Gets off a one-two and he's wobbled over in. Right? Then he lands a, a right, which just spins over in around. Over in, he, he's trying to stay in it. Trying to stay in it. He's keeping that high guard. But Volkov, he lands a right. A huge right. And Overeem just goes down to all fours. Goes down to all fours and looks. Ooh, looks done. Jason Herzog, you know, he, he's, yeah, he, he's done. He's done. Herzog jumps in. Alexander Volkov is, man, he is a menace. This is some of the best form we have seen out of him. And and that is for sure. Right? Very impressive. Uh, you're wondering, right? What next? So in the interview, Volkov, he has said he wants a title shot. But problem with that is, you know, Ungano is fighting Stipe. But you kind of feel the winner will be fighting John Jones because John Jones, he's getting a you know immediate title shot, which you know makes sense because John Jones, light heavyweight champion forever. But that then just means what what for Volkov, right? So I don't know. That that's something that will need to get sorted out. But whew, those last two knockouts. Volkov and Sanhagen were just 
brutal. Real brutal. Like, technically, it's a great way to end things. But, ugh. Man, seeing, you know, Edgar go down and Overing go down. It was just like, oh, It's hard to watch. Real hard to watch. So, it, it's, I don't think it's any surprise that the bonuses... Performance of the Knights go to Alexander Volkov and Corey Sanhagen. And then the fight of the night, it goes to Dariush and Pereira. Which, yeah, you've you got to say, definitely. Right? Now, you, you, you have to feel a little bad for Ode Osborne. Because, you know, he, he got a real good you know knockout to start everything off. But... That's the problem when you're the first fight. You know what I mean? You're the first fight. And, you know, it's Volkov knocked out Overeen and Sanhagen knocked out Edgar. So, yeah, it is what it is, people. But I'm sure Osborne will get a little something, something for um, that really good performance. But, yeah. Whew. That was something, people. But next week, you'll see it. 258 Burns Usman Yo Cannot wait And then tomorrow the Super Bowl people So a lot A lot to look forward to Okay people So Super Bowl 55 How fucking great was that How Fucking great was that oh my god I'm like yo I, I have to say listen I, I will admit the shit right I thought the Chiefs would win this thought the Chiefs were gonna win it you know I, you just looked at everything they had done all season and yes they lost two games right they lost two games but Essentially, they were looking unbeatable. You know what I mean? They were looking unbeatable. They were killing it. It it was just, even when they were down, right? You just saw the confidence in their play. And it just seemed, Mahone, man, he, he just could turn it around, right? How many times in the last minute? Last fucking minute, and they drive, and they would get the win. Right? So you just thought, ah, man, I think they're gonna do it. I think they're gonna do it. But I, I know I um, I asked someone yesterday, right, Saturday, and I said, uh, yo, who you got, man? And uh, it was a duck, right? And he was like, Chiefs. I was like, yo, same here. I got the Chiefs, but I wouldn't be mad. Brady did it and dusted, right, because I'm thinking, it's a perfect way to sign off, right, win, drop the mic, be like, yo, I'm out, son, that'd be cool, but, you know, then at the end, he's like, I'm coming back, and you did feel a bit like, yes, you know, if Brady had retired, I'd have been like, yo, that's a perfect fucking way to go, Perfect way to go, man. Love that. But 
ain't gonna lie. When he was like, and I'm coming back, he was like, I'm coming back. You know that, man. I'm coming back. <laughs> I was like, yes. Let's do it again. Let's fucking do it again. I don't know why I'm saying we. I'm not even a Bucks fan, right? I'm Washington. <laughs> but it's just, it's undeniable. You can watch shit like this and you can be like, yeah, I am happy for those motherfuckers, right? Because I don't know anyone that can deny, deny that Brady is a motherfucking goat. Right, like, listen, people will say, oh, you know, it's about Young or Montana or, like, eh, come on, man, you, you, look, be whatever team you follow, but you cannot say that Brady is a legit motherfucker, you know, I, I was talking to someone in the weeks leading up, and they're like, I'm not a Brady fan. I'm not a Brady fan, like, people say that he's a, I'm not a Brady fan, I'm like, yo, you don't have to be a Brady fan, Sherry, like, you do not have to be a Brady fan, but there is no denying he is a motherfucking goat, <laughs> I mean, just what that motherfucker has done, right, 10, 10 Super Bowls, yo, that is crazy, and winning seven, winning seven, whoo, I mean, right, I mean, It's hard to look at that and think anything else. That's just impressive as hell. That's impressive as hell. And I remember, because it used to be, remember Bledstone, right? That was, he was the dude. And then that season when Bledstone got injured and then they brought Brady in. And you thought, oh. It's probably all done, man. Like, who this motherfucker? (laughs) And just seeing what he's achieved. It's crazy. It's crazy. But, hey, here's another thing I said, though, right? Because that last game between the Chiefs and the Bucks, right? The big thing about that game... It was the penalties, right? Because, ah, Tampa just so many penalties in that first fucking quarter. First quarter, so many penalties. And they went down, what is it, like, it was something, it was like 26 to 3 or something, right? And I remember thinking, yeah, you've you fucked, you're done, right, and they came back, right, the, the, it was what, by three, the Chiefs won that, or seven, it was one score, right, it was a close game, but the fact that they had, you know what I mean, let so many points go up against them, 
You're just like, yeah, of course you are losing that game. Right? You could there's no coming back. That was the big thing. You you can't give that sort of lead to some people. You know, it, because it's too difficult. Too fucking difficult. So that was the thing. Right? And yo, this Super Bowl, it was a reversal. Right? It was a motherfucking reversal. That's what we saw, people. And it was insane. It was insane. Like, that first quarter. Because, you know, everything started. And you're watching it. And it's like, oh, this is, like, this is an imp- this is a great game. Because this is the thing. Everyone's like, oh, it's not the game we expected. Oh, it was a little bit of a letdown. Oh, it was so one-sided. Oh, uh, I mean, shut the fuck up. This was a great game. Like, from a viewing standpoint, from a fan, from a, uh, by, by centicle? No, by centicle. A, um, bipartisan, bipart, hmm, bipartisan, right? That's like, you don't support either team. I feel that's the right word. I feel it's the right word. I'm saying it anyway. Like a bipartisan person watching that shit. That was fun as fuck. It was fun. Because we had some exceptional defensive plays here. Exceptional defensive plays. And listen, it's not like the Chiefs just rolled over. (laughs) They didn't roll over. I remember there was a point when they it looked like they were gonna score first. You're, you were watching it and you're like, oh yeah, they they get oh man, they're gonna that's that's for the end zone. That shit's for the end zone. And I forget who it was. I thought man, I fucking forget who it was. Man, I wanna say it was Edwards, but I'm not sure. And he just tipped it, tipped the ball away, you know, preventing them getting that touchdown. And you're like, yo, what a play. What a great fucking play. So that was a bit, we saw some impressive, impressive plays in that, um, you know, that first quarter. And then, you know what I mean? Yo, Brady throws to Bronk, Gonk, Bronk, Gonk. And if you were to say, the, 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 the players that would have been perfect to score, right? Gronkowski and Brown. Jay, fucking goes without question. It seems to go without question that those motherfuckers were just the perfect people to be getting those touchdowns. It was just, oh man, that was great. It was great. I loved that shit so much. And, yo, we're just watching the way Brady controlled the field. You know, the way he he spread it around. Brady was playing, he, he was playing like Mahone had been playing all season. Just mixing it up, spreading it around, uh, just holding it up. 
and you know what I mean, letting people to get into place. You just think he 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 hardly missed. It was such a and it was like Yengis Khan, Yengis Khan on the battlefield. That's what that shit was. It was so impressive, man. It was so impressive. And you know what I mean? So you think, man, it's it's seven three. Then we get into the second, and you know, Gronkowski gets the uh, he gets the second one, and it's like fourteen to three. And then in that last fucking drive, whoo, you know, a minute left, and then they take it, and then they get, you know, Brown gets a touchdown, and you're just like, oh, that was just great. I, I you, you just thinking, couldn't get any better than that, right? Couldn't get any better. Ah, the, it was just spread around, and then the defense just held it down, right? Because you look, and you can see, and it's like, Mahomes got sacked what, three times, you know, three times, two interceptions, and he got, uh, what, tackled, put down eight times, and... Like, when you think about it, you're thinking, all right, free tax, that's not that much. That's not that. It could have been worse. And it's just like, okay, yeah. But the amount of pressure he was under, the amount of times Mahone had to throw that ball away, right? He never has to throw it away that much. You know, the, the amount of times he essentially was sacked. Yeah, it, it was just... Man, he got treated like a fucking freshman. He got treated like a freshman. And that's, yo, that's what you need to do, right? If you want to win, you need to fuck someone up. And, um, yeah, <laughs> oh, Tampa fucked them up. Man, it, it was such a fun game to play. But... You just think the penalties were, the penalties were insane. Penalties were so crazy. And listen, I yes, for real, I will say some of them, man, some of them were like unlucky. Some were unlucky, but then a lot of them, no, a lot of them were legit. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of them were legit. I will say though, the. Uh, the one on Winfield, man, that was some bullshit. That was some bullshit. And you just listen to fucking Romo. And he's like, oh, yeah, that was just unless the game doesn't need that. And if you're like, shut the fuck up, Romo. Like, because I guarantee he talked some shit. I bet, like, this, maybe not every game. Right, but there, he's definitely talked shit, and there is a difference, there is a big difference, I feel what Winfield did, it was not unsportsmanlike conduct, and I, I, I liked what he said, right, what he said about the whole thing, you know what I mean, I think, yeah, that's great, because 
If he had apologised and been like, oh, yeah, I feel real bad, I'm like, ah, shut up. But he didn't, right? He said, well, the taunting, it was something I just had to do. When we played them earlier, he went off on us. He backflipped in front of my face and gave me the peace sign. So it was only right that I gave him the peace sign right back. Ah. To him at this moment, it felt amazing to be able to do that. I'm not even gonna lie. I respect the fuck out of that. Because listen, there is a difference. Like when you are playing, that's what it's about, right? There's that the mental aspect of the game. Like getting in someone's fucking head. And also, when you... You know, you think about these games where you play people multiple times in a season, right? Look, someone might, you know, score on you or do certain plays on you. That's going to be in your... That's eating you. If you really invested in this shit, there, you know, people can be like, oh, I just let it roll off my... Shut up. No, you don't. Right? That shit's in your fucking head and you'll be even if it's just like ain't letting that happen again (laughs) you know what I mean so being able to be like yo got you motherfucker that yo there's nothing wrong with that now listen if you are insulting someone's rate like we don't need any racial shit we don't need any you know what I mean some gender bullshit, like, there's certain things for real, that I'm like, yeah, you don't need that, right, but what Winfield did, that shit's fine, man, come on, what are we doing, even, even, right, if you're gonna be like, yo, I'm gonna fuck your girl after this, (laughs) you know what I mean, hey, the way I just put you down, I'm gonna put your girl down just as hard, Right, that, boom, ain't nothing wrong, because you're just messing, you're trying to heat someone up, you know what I mean, and then after the game, it's all gravy, yes, I feel, that aspect of shit, you leave that alone, don't call those things, because, listen, it's not a hit after the whistle, right, it's just some, <laughs> I gotcha, that's all that shit is, Alright, so let's leave that alone Let's leave it alone You know, but I feel this this was, it was important This was an important part of Mahone's Like, his education in the game As you think, as I said, look, they were, they were looking unstoppable They were looking so good And I feel that that might have given them a bit too much confidence, right? That they're thinking, ah, it doesn't matter. We're just going to come back. Like, no one can, you know, I, I, I feel there was that to it. But with Mahone, it's like, because I think well, this is only the second time he's lost by double digits. And I think this is, was that the, the biggest he's lost? I think maybe. So I'm thinking, knowing that that can happen. You know, that's a good thing, right, knowing you're not infallible, that is always a good, important lesson that you need to know, right, so there is that side of shit, 
So that's big. And then just the thing, this will sit with him and he will go never again. Now, it might happen again, but the work he will put in, right? The work he will put in is what will make him even greater. Because, listen, it's one fucking game, right? The people that think, oh, well, you know, Mahone and the Chiefs, man, we just thought they were, oh, yeah, they're just never, they're not what we thought they were. Shut up. It's one game. Like, everyone can lose a game. Ain't, ain't taking away the fact of how talented those motherfuckers are, right? So, let's be real. You know what I mean? Mahone is still going to be a great, come on. You know what I mean? Still going to be great. And watching that game, I think the big thing is, you know, yes, it was 31 to 9. Now, if it had been a smaller score, right? Smaller score, and you'd seen the Chiefs' head go down, that would have been worse. But you can look at this game and you can see they did not give up. They were trying to the end. And that's big. They're trying so hard. Fucking my home for a fucking interception. Right? Because they were trying. So I think that was important. Right? I mean, that's important. That's a lot to say. And you can say, right? It, it just wasn't their day. And the Bucks played one hell of a fucking game. One hell of a game. So, yo, loved it. It, it was. Insane, it was incredible, and <sighs> seven Super Bowls, son. God damn, I do wonder what is Belichick thinking? Yeah, ain't like, oh, because if friggin' Brady had stayed at the Patriots, you have to imagine that they would have gone back. Right, they would have gone back to the Super Bowl. Right? I kind of feel that if Brady was there, the the Patriots would have had a completely different season. I think people would have stayed, other people would have come. Like maybe Gronk comes back still. But I mean that was a big part of the Bucks, Gronk coming back. You know what I mean? But yeah, I yeah, I just think, man. But I like the fact that it's mixed up, right? I always like the fact... Because, you know, it's it's cool when you see people go on these runs and everything like that. But it's always good to get some variety up there. You know what I mean? It's good to get some variety up there. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know. Like, was it just me, though? Or did it look like the weekend was lip-syncing... At some points during that fucking halftime I don't know Right and this, Don't get me wrong I ain't hating Because I, I like a lot of the weekend jams But Yeah I'm, I was watching that shit I'm thinking Is my fucking lip syncing Alright what's going on Plus right What Is The Like the NFL Drives me insane sometimes Right so from all the pan, there's so much pandering, so much fucking pandering, 
like, uh, oh, yeah, and I have two, all the first responders, and, oh, yeah, we're doing this, and then you've got all the fucking, you know, the, the, the people on the sidelines wearing masks, talking into the microphones, which just, what what's going on? Everyone is getting tested, right? If you're working a bubble, everyone's getting tested multiple times, so... There's no need for the fucking mask. It, it just is stupid. It is fucking stupid. Because the players aren't wearing masks. Right? So why? God, it's just some crazy ass shit. Plus, you had those the bit when the weekend he's on stage. Right? And then when they went behind a bit. And then everyone's just like mosh pity, kind of bouncing off each other. And you're like, well, if we are saying, you know, people need to be a separate and stu- like, then what the fuck is that? Right? There's so many contradictory fucking things when it came to the nonsense. Right? So it's all of that. And then keep on showing. Uh, and be like, oh, and these three people are our, you know, our other captains of it. It's like, stop it. Just fucking stop. It is irritating. Irritating. And I don't know who is paying a hundred fucking pounds to have a cardboard fucking cut out of you, what, a hundred pounds, a hundred fucking pounds, and it's just like, oh, and then, the, and the names also go into a draw for Super Bowl, I'm like, what, I'm like, yo, I want a guaranteed, t- if I'm paying that, I want a guaranteed ticket next game, like next Super Bowl, now, I, I, you know, give me, give them a window to go, I, I'm taking that ticket, but, no, you should be like, oh, you're in it, no, (laughs) I'm like, look, I want a guarantee of an option of buying a fucking ticket, if I'm paying you a hundred pounds, and having a stupid fucking cardboard cutout, that's some dumb ass shit, some real dumb shit, and some of those pictures look fucking dread, like, you looked at the quality, I'm like, ugh, like, if you were doing that shit, you have to say, everyone, if you're, the quality of the picture you send is shit, we ain't using it, <laughs> you know what I mean, give people, like, the, uh, you know what I mean, the, uh, the, the, what is it, the, um, you know, the specifics, and be like, yo, your shit needs to meet this, if it doesn't, we ain't using it, some of that shit look, re- just, I mean, it all look ridiculous, some of it just look trash, it looks straight trash, but, fuck, hey, yeah, that was, ugh. there was a lot of bullshit, there was a lot of bullshit, but, hey, the game itself, I loved it, man, it is probably one of the, I forget last Super, no, last Super Bowl was, was fun, there have been some stinkers, there really have been some stinkers, I mean, this, this is the 55th, you know what I mean? so, yeah, not 
everyone is going to be great, but, yo, that was a great, I had a lot of fun, though, I was meant to be watching it on two bears, one sap, fucking stream didn't work, stream did not work, I was not happy, but, you know, game pass, baby, always, always working, so, uh, that was good, but, yeah, now it's, um, now it's on to the building, and Washington need to build, oh, that's one big thing, that's one thing, though, right, if, if you are making Washington change their name, and I ain't mad at that, right, I ain't mad at that, I, I feel that should have happened a long time ago, but it, it kind of, you're like, what's up with the Chiefs? Yeah, because when they all the teams came out and then the Chiefs came out to that, right? Come on, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what what are we doing here? What what are we doing? Like, how the fuck are you having them come out to that when hearing at the start it was like Washington need to change their name or they ain't allowed to play. You know, it's, it's mad hypocritical, mad hypocritical, <sighs> but yeah, all about the real, be- real rebuilding, because Washington, ugh, they need to do some shit, and choose a fucking name, pussies, but um, yeah, it was a fun game, really enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, now it's just like, meh, you know, months until uh, this shit starts again, but, uh, you know, hey, see what the new season will bring, right? Okay, people, so we draw to a close on another episode, and, um, yeah, you know, I think, um, from, uh, everything that went down, um, you know, at UFC, Frankie Edgar has put out a statement, so um, it says, I've licked my wounds long enough, I'm home with my family, and life is good. On Saturday, I was prepared for a fight as I could have been, props to Corey Sanhagen, he landed a perfectly timed and executed bomb on me, luckily I don't remember it much. This game can be a cruel bitch, and Saturday night was just that, but I ain't panicked, I've been here before. So, uh, yeah, it looks like we will be seeing Frankie again, which, uh, you know, that's not a bad thing, right? Frankie is always great to watch, so, uh, yeah, looking forward to, um, you know, Edgar's next fight. But, right, we've got some news. So, um, yeah, this is a little, you know, surprising because I didn't know he wasn't. But uh, Mike Beltrain wasn't actually sanctioned to uh, referee in Nevada. But that has now been corrected. And um, it means we will be seeing Mike Beltrain referee some March UFC fights, so uh, yeah, that will be good. Uh, now, Stefan Sekulik 
has re-signed with the UFC. So um, he is saying, uh, well, his management company is saying there will be a fight announcement shortly. Uh, so other news. Um, Goran Kutalads. He was scheduled to fight Don Madge on the 13th of March, but Kuchelaj has had to withdraw with a knee injury. So that will no longer be uh, happening. Now, Andre Yuld, who had to withdraw from a fight um, recently with COVID, he has now got a fight scheduled. He will be fighting Chris Gutierrez at UFC 258 next weekend. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that one, people. But that is it. We are done. On Wednesday, we'll be back and we will be previewing UFC 258. So, uh, stay tuned for that, people. Till then, peace.